Hey guys, this is Dr. Collins, and I want to talk about effective classroom management. And when I say effective classroom management, what I really mean is the prevention and or proper handling of instructional disruption. So we want to first prevent disruption, but if we can't prevent disruption, we want to handle it appropriately. The first question has to be asked then, how do we prevent classroom disruption? I'm glad you asked. I want to talk about procedures. Procedures are established norms. These are routines that must be taught. In other words, when I come into the classroom before the class starts or before the bell rings, what do I do? When class starts, what do I do? If I have work to turn in, how do I turn that work in? If I finish early, what do I do? If there's group work, how do we get in groups? How do we get out of groups? What do I do if I need help? How do we handle transitions? And finally, what is the seating chart? All of these questions are opportunities for classroom disruption. So to prevent classroom disruption, we have to make sure we give the students the, the answers to all of these questions even before they are asked. That's part of effective classroom management. Now, here are interventions. These are preventative actions that decrease classroom disruptions. Guys, the first thing that is vital, it is so important, it is so effective. It is simply a greeting. When kids come in, do we greet them? When I greet a kid, it says, I like you and I value you. Kids behave for teachers they like, they misbehave for t in teachers' classrooms they don't like. Another intervention or preventative action is simply listening to a kid. If I listen to a kid, it suggests that I like the kid and I value the kid. Another intervention, affirmations, humor, respect, getting involved in school activities or events, going to something the kid isn't part of, a part of. And I don't mean staying there all night. I mean just going, showing your face and going home. Just you being there suggests you care. I also want to encourage you to encourage kids to get involved in activities and participate in events. Get them involved in something going on in the school because when they're a part of the school, now you have that carrot dingling in front of them because if they misbehave, they can lose that opportunity to participate. So how do we properly handle classroom disruptions? I'm glad you asked. The first one is tier one. So let's say a student is misbehaving. One of the first things you can do is simply change their seat. You can have a conference with that kid, phone call home, and continue to try some of the other interventions that I've talked about. Two, this is when it has to come to the administrative level. When it gets to us, then we'll have circles with the kid. Of course, you can have circles with the kid too, but we might have a circle with the kid. We might refer them to social emotional counseling. We might put together a behavior intervention plan. And of course, if that does not work, we have punitive measures, which are detention and unfortunately, maybe even an out of school suspension. A tier three is a placement out of district, which we do not want to do that because we want every student to be in our classes. Listen, when kids are out of class, everyone loses. We don't win by putting a, class, a student out of our class. The goal is to teach the student. And if students don't learn the way we teach, I want to suggest that we teach the way they learn. But before they can learn, we have to have effective classroom management. Guys, it's all about classroom structures, classroom layout. Do students understand the agreement 
in your class. Notice I didn't say rules. I said agreement. Let's set agreements between us and the students of how we conduct ourselves. Rules are meant to be broken. So I'm not going to give you a bunch of rules. We're going to set agreements as to how we treat each other. Student to student, staff to student, student to equipment. Here's the reality, guys. There are low performers, average performers, and high performers. There are a lot of kids in school who are going to do the right thing no matter what you do. There are some kids who are going to do the wrong thing no matter what you do. But there's a middle group that are highly influenceable. And if you can influence that middle group to do right, then you've gained the whole group. But if you don't deal well with that middle group, then they'll perform like the low performers. It is important to really attack that average group with the positive classroom management plan to encourage them to behave correctly. Let me give you some ineffective actions. Sarcasm. They can destroy relationships if they're not strong. Excessive write-ups or referrals. At some point, something has to change. And disrespect. Man, it is important that we respect them. We should model respect. I know we're the teachers, but respect is something that has to be caught, not taught. In other words, kids learn to respect by us respecting them. I'm not saying you take disrespect. I'm saying you teach respect by respect and it is okay to give them respect. And of course, yelling. Yelling is another ineffective action that will cause you to lose faith with kids. Let me say this too. There is no reason to engage in an argument with a student because with our support, you will win. These are a few classroom management techniques that will ensure positive classroom management, which leads to effective instructional practices and student success.